This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast, where Kristen Urgel, a longtime TV sports reporter and college football coach's wife, goes one-on-one with her fellow coaches' wives. We will uncover the stories of the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. I'm so excited to have Emily Faircloth today. Emily is the wife of Brandon Faircloth, head football coach for Port Neches Groves near Beaumont, Texas. Thank you so much for being a part of us. Oh, I'm excited to be a part. Thank you for the opportunity, Kristen. Now, your husband, Brandon Faircloth, I went to go pull up some stats, and, you know, I'm afraid we don't have enough time in the podcast to talk about all the success. He won a state title in Texas high school football, four-time coach of the year, a couple of those in the largest classification in Texas, and this might be one of my favorite stats I think I've ever pulled on a coach. He's coached in 55 playoff games, if I've done the math correct. And with eight wins this coming fall, Coach Faircloth will be the winningest coach in PNG school history, which has a tremendous history in Texas mm-hmm. high school football. You've been by his side through all of this. Why is Coach Faircloth so successful? Well, thank you. Um, one reason he was called and equipped by God to coach. Uh, he actually started college majoring in pre law, but After hearing a coach's testimony about making a difference in kids' lives, he just really felt God calling him in ways he could understand into this profession. And he's always been an athlete and a huge fan of athletics, so it wasn't a difficult buy-in. But since that day, we've been very blessed to coach at places that a loving, able God has strung together for us and with such amazing, hardworking athletes and coaches. I love it. Now, we're going to get into more football questions later, but I want to pause and talk about you. This is the Coach's Wife Life podcast, so we can talk about the wives. <laughs> Where did you grow up, and did you ever see yourself as a coach's wife? Well, I grew up in the country outside a small little town called Davila, Texas. And, you know, out of high school, I was interested in actually being an Air Force fighter pilot or entertaining the idea of medical profession but I kept getting placed in opportunities to work with kids and eventually chose education. So it makes total sense now. God was equipping me to be Brandon's sidekick and to understand what an awesome responsibility we would have. And how did you meet Brandon Faircloth? We met in college at Sam Houston State University, and that is a funny story. So my roommate was out of town one weekend and I ran to the cafeteria to grab some food. And I just so happened to run by Brandon and a group of his friends on the way. So he proclaimed to his baseball buddies that I was going to be his wife. And then he called home that night. So I have proof. He called home to tell his mom, hey, I saw my wife today. I didn't know my name yet, but God let him know that the blonde girl in a green glow-in-the-dark cross t-shirt would be his (laughs) wife. And then uh, eventually we were introduced at a college Bible study in a chemistry lab. And, you know, I burned him with the Bunsen burner a few times, and we would race down the steps every day after class. So isn't that how every good romance starts? That's awesome. Very, very cool. So how long have y'all been together? Like how many years have you been married? It'll be 21 years in May. Awesome. And you have children, right? 
We have two. Our son, Cooper, is 15 years old, and our daughter, Rowan, is 13. And you know, Kristen, they don't know any other way of life. Coop was actually born at Equipment Issue at Holland Park, and then Rowan Kate was born in the second round of the playoffs at Permian. <laughs> so Cooper and RK are just, they are insanely protective of our coaches and players and vice versa. But it's like having 50 big brothers on the field. Mm, that's amazing. Now, do you work outside the home? I know you said you're in education. Do you still do that? Yes, ma'am. I taught English and language arts and coached actually before we had kids, but then I stayed home with them and worked on my counseling degree until they started school, and then I became a counselor at the high school. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's a, that's a tough job at times, I'm sure. It can be, but it's also can be extremely rewarding. <laughs> for sure. Now, let's talk game day atmosphere and what's life like for you when you go to those games. I know we're off season right now, but I like to know what time kind of the, um, what are some of your game day traditions? Like what time do you get to the stadium? Do you try to travel to the away games? I think some of these little small questions are kind of fun. Definitely filled with eager anticipation and always prayers for safety and protection and wisdom and strength for our athletes and our staff. Um, what time we actually get to the stadium varies based upon other circumstances, but I definitely like to get there before the national anthem and kickoff. And then um, traveling to away games, absolutely. Win or lose, I never want Brandon to have to endure that without us if I can help it. I know your husband um, is the head coach of a large school in Texas. What's the off-season schedule like? Is it pretty intense as well? <laughs> well, every player knows how grueling but equally rewarding off-season is during the athletic period, but a lot of research and planning and prep work goes into that. And Brandon's also the AD, and so he loves to go support all of the other sports and athletes whenever possible. And the kids and I join him when we can. Yeah, that's pretty tough to be able to have to do all the sports. I know it's also fun as well, but you know, this business can be tough. You know, you go through high points and you go through low points and everybody, I think no one is without any adversity in their life. Is there been something that sure. you guys have kind of gone through that you, some tough adversity you've faced and what did you rely on to get through those moments? Well, that is a loaded question, <laughs> but I wish I could tell you there's never a bad day or that we always handle adversity well, but that's just not real. So to be transparent, really the toughest adversity is not really any one thing. It's missing my best friend and the kids missing their dad when he has to work long hours and seven days a week in season. And then it's battling pressure and tough losses and fatigue and perspective it's hurting along with injured players and uh, hurting for them when they, there are these outside factors that they may have to face. And it's also the temptation to wrap your identity up in a record. Mm -hmm. um, so all of those together. Um, so how do we get through um, faith? Simple. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's knowing that nothing, Brandon, the kids, or I will ever face in this profession. Nothing we'll ever face will ever take God by surprise. We believe Psalm 139, 13 and 16 um, that says God created us and all of our days were ordained by him before any one of them came to be. So we take great comfort in that. Amen. Do you think it's changed you at all to experience these things that you may not have experienced had you not been a coach and wife? Do you think it's had an impact on the way on your perspective? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, I've learned to cling to the truth that 
we're never really truly alone in all this, even in the midst of the storms. Um, perfect peace and joy that may not make any logical sense in a given circumstance, but that peace and joy has a name, and his name is Jesus. Uh, my mother taught me a Bible verse with a beautiful picture when I was really young. And uh, Isaiah 40:11 says he gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. And that meant a lot to me then just because of the sweet picture. But I've done some research on shepherding since then. And man, I'm going to tell you, there are times uh, when a shepherd must carry a lamb across his back and shoulders for protection from wolves and other predators and steep falls. And God knows I have felt that divine protection and, and sometimes get to see it on the other side of a situation. But when a shepherd holds a lamb close to his chest, that, that is love and comfort. And there are certainly times in this profession when he just holds us ever so closely. And I have learned that it is okay to bring him our disappointments and deep hurts. That's right. You know, there's times when you feel like, you don't realize he's holding you close and you don't realize he's protecting you from something. And you're like, why am I not getting this now? Or this should be <laughs> my path or this should be our job or all these things. And all along he's like, hold on, hold on. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, do you feel yeah, the same yeah. way? Absolutely. 100%. Now, earlier in the podcast, we talked about the success that your husband and you, I mean, I feel like it's a team thing uh, in our family and your family, the success that your family has had as a coach. Do you think, and this is hard to answer, but I don't think that all of us wives, when we come to this podcast, we want to learn something new. You know, I think we all can grow in certain areas and you've had success sure. and you feel like you have a unique perspective on things. Are there some things, I mean, just brag on yourself, but you feel like that you've done or at least tried to do that has contributed to that success of his career and your lives as a family? Well, you're right. It's definitely a team effort and works both ways. But metaphorically, I guess my role is rather like that of a skeletal system, you know, the backbone of, of a coach. Um, just I understand that I can provide support and a constant reminder that my love is not conditional on the Friday night score or the accolades he amasses. Uh, one of my favorite quotes by Corey Ten Boom puts it best, and she says that love is not soft as water is. It's solid as a rock on which the waves of hatred beat in vain. And I just think that that's what it's all about. That backbone is love and support. Mm, you're right. Are there some things that when you're in those moments, those supporting words, are the things that you remind him of coach Faircloth of during those tough days during the highs and lows of coaching football? Oh, sure. Although football is an awesome game to play. Why he's coaching this game is so much more important than X's and O's and strategies. And don't get me wrong. We love to win, mm -hmm. but win or lose, it, it has to be bigger than football itself. It, has to be about helping those young men uh, grow into good sons and husbands and fathers and learn to lead by serving others. It, it's using that coaching platform to earn the right to teach them about courage and resiliency and integrity and my gosh, countless other life lessons, uh, but ultimately to use that to point them to Christ. Amen. So when you do have that big win on the field, what do you guys do? Do you celebrate? Do you do something fun? Do you come home or do you just go to right to bed? <laughs> <laughs> um, it takes us a while. Um, all of us, all four of us actually. 
um, after a win uh, or a loss, but not just after a win, but the kids and I meet Brandon in a fair cloth huddle on the field after every game. And that's just what we call home team. <laughs> and we huddle up uh, no matter what. But uh, we do have a pregame tradition. Uh, we make daddy good luck cookies every Thursday night. I <laughs> oh, love it. Okay, what type of cookies? Chocolate chip. Total favors. Are you like a certain way you do it? Is it like Toll House or do you have some kind of other recipe you're working with? Oh, it, they're break and bake. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't I like have it. time to do from scratch, but it's uh, Nestle Toll House chocolate chip lovers. It's yes. ultimate. That's right. And they love them. And then the kids have them for breakfast the next morning. <laughs> hey, you know, it's got to be a little bit than getting a donut because at least you didn't fry it, right? That's right. Sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> now you've been a head coach's wife for years. I actually forgot to look up your stat. How many, how long have you been a head coach's wife? This was our 11th season. 11th year. And before that, you were assistant wife at some very powerhouse programs as well. Are there some things you kind of took from different staffs and things you really enjoy doing for your staff now that you're a head coach's wife? Well, we learned early on uh, that we all come from, you know, different walks of life and many of us don't have family close. So we are family. We, we try to build those connections among our coaching families and provide support for one another through the one thing that we have in common. You know, we are coaches' wives and we like to host get-togethers whenever possible, um, season kickoff socials, Bible studies, girls' nights out, Super Bowl parties, Christmas parties, banquets, uh, and we definitely stick closely together at games. Now, your father-in-law coached at a legendary high school in Texas, Brownwood High School. Your husband grew up in this profession and actually knew my husband in Brownwood, Texas. That's right. Were there some things, they played high school football together, didn't they? They did. So were there some things that you knew kind of early on that maybe you wanted to focus on um, raising children in this profession. Do you guys talk about that before, or is it kind of talks all along the way? Really uh, talks all along the way. We knew it was going to be a significant amount of time, um, you know, away from the kids, but they've been apart since, since uh, actually before they were born. <laughs> and um, they just, they grow up in, in it and they understand that it has to be about building relationships you know, no matter what. And uh, they get that. But they also know that um, dad's doing what he called is called to do. And he's home um, every chance he can be. And we, we make that work. We make the quality time count. Um, it's a great privilege to work with human beings. And it's, um, it's good for our children to see what that looks like, too. One of those, I do have to brag, NFL Detroit Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford played for your husband, who was an offensive coach at Highland Park, winning that state title in 2005. Now, players like him and others, I'm sure you've watched grow up from high school and play on the next level. What are some of those ways that you really try to show your children and, you know, as a family or just things you try to do to reach out to those players and just let them know that they mean so much to your family? Oh, yeah. He, he still keeps in touch, um, and we keep in touch with all the former players. We'll go support them by going to their weddings, uh, cheering them on at next-level competitions, meeting them for dinner. It's just um, the kids are every bit as excited to see them <laughs> and just run up, give them big hugs. Just, again, just big brothers, extended family. <laughs> They really are. Do you guys ever have any alone time during the season or do you have a date night or something that you try to do 
uh, during the season or even the off season? Yes, day nights and summer vacations are definitely a must, but we've learned that the small things really do add up to. So just little things like sending encouraging texts, uh, sometimes as simple as I miss you <laughs> mm -hmm. and I love you or how's your day going? Um, and then I do send him a pregame text at five o'clock on the dot before every game. It's usually half humorous and lighthearted and half meaningful, but it's something that's just ours. I like it. That's very good. See, I might take that. I might take that. <laughs> Go um, for it. <laughs> do you get any downtime? I mean, I'm hearing you're helping your other wives. You're planning parties. You work full time. You have two kids. I mean, what do you like doing personally? Uh, on occasion, there's some downtime. I'm really not sure, Kristen, I'd know what to do with <laughs> too much downtime, but I love getting to work out or get my nature fix. I guess you can't take the country out of the girl, but that's really my stress relief. Or even maybe watching a really good movie, something just mindless and <laughs> something you can just enjoy. So this is a kind of a loaded question, uh, kind of deep, but what ways do you think a coach's wife can add value to her husband's career? Yeah, um, although I know that I'm my own person and I understand I, I was made for him and he for me, both of us flaws and all, but I also understand that in the eyes of our communities, we're a package deal. I mean, to them, I am a reflection and extension of my husband and our program and more importantly, what we stand for. Mm, love it, love it. What do you think are some of the most rewarding aspects to you about being a coach's wife? Oh, I think it would have to be having the inside info. Yes. And what I mean by that is it's, it's being privy to a hundred different behind the scenes, phenomenal stories. It's mm. up close, getting to watch the rapport between the coaches and their players, you know, the bear hugs, the celebrations, the conversations, uh, that mutual unbreakable support and respect between them. It's, I don't know, being right there to witness it all through thick and thin and being a part of something so much bigger than yourself. Mm -hmm. it's being able to communicate to the players how much we care about them regardless of their performance. I agree. I mean, I think you hit something very solid there in the fact that we as fans don't always get to see all those stories, you know, what it means to them right. when they accomplish something they didn't even dream of because you don't know what they've been through to get that and though as a coach's wife we get a front row seat to see in those dreams pretty special yeah it's really really neat you're right I think that's something we don't think about very often but that insider aspect not just okay who's going to play this week but the insider <laughs> access to, you know how meaningful it is those relationships absolutely Okay, you have a lot to pick from on my next question. 55 playoff games. Did, have you seen them all? Have you, <laughs> you been to all those games? Uh, all except for when Rowan was born. Okay, we'll give you a little pass <laughs> I on had to that miss one. that one. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> 54. Guys, she missed one game. That 54 playoff games. But Okay, so all-time favorite coach's wife memory. Oh, gosh. Okay, this is a hard one, but it would have to be 
after winning the state championship at Holland Park. And that's awesome in and of itself. But here's another behind the scenes. So I had already resolved, you know, to maintain my composure and patiently wait for my husband, you know, should we win that game? Because after all, I get this, you know, coaches have to shake the other players and coaches' hands and meet with their position players and possibly talk to media, parents, et cetera. I know how all this works. So I was ready and prepared for that. Only the opposite happened. And I look up and bolting out from the middle of a fanatic crowd, which had stormed the field, came my husband in search of me. And he picked me up and whirled me around like something out of a Hollywood movie. (laughs) And I knew right then that it 100% mattered that I was there with him and that it would never be the same without me there. So from then on, It would take severe illness or an absolutely unavoidable conflict, um, Rowan Kate, (laughs) to keep me away. (laughs) Absolutely special. I guys, you hearing that? I love that. I love what you took those two seconds to come (laughs) show for a lifetime of memories. Rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay. What's the last book you've read? Uh, last book. Okay. Currently I'm reading Dare to Lead by Brene Brown, but finished in its entirety, Uninvited by Lisa Turkhurst. Oh, very good. Okay. Coach surprises you, walks in the door with concert tickets. What would be printed on that ticket? Oh man. Um, anything from Winter Jam or NF to Old School Journey. We like it all. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay. Everyone has a few things that might need replacing around the house. Maybe it's in our closet, garage, refrigerator. What's the ugliest thing you own? Okay. On purpose, an ugly sweater for our annual Christmas party, but happy accident would happen to be an uneven piece of warped wood that was from an old barn on my parents' land. Um, And now it's a shelf in our dining room. Okay. I like it. All right. If you could have dinner with someone other than a family member, current or from history, who would that be? Oh, C.S. Lewis, for sure. He is my all-time fave author. That's a good one. You get a night alone. What show would you binge watch? Once Upon a Time or New Amsterdam. Oh, good choices. You lock your keys in your car. You know your husband's at practice. Who is the first person you would call? Honestly, it would probably be any coach's wife or anyone from my counseling office. They they represent home away from home. <laughs> I know they'd help. If your husband weren't a coach or if coaching weren't a profession, what would he be? Probably a lawyer. What sport can you beat Coach Faircloth in? Oh, maybe none. But I'd probably have the best chance at basketball or track. Okay. So fun fact, we actually raced on our first date in, in the parking lot you of his raced? apartment building. Okay, how did this not come we up on in the podcast? <laughs> You're waiting until question of eight of ten of rapid fire at the end. Okay, tell me about this race. <laughs> so I beat him out of the blocks, but he caught me at the end. So... <laughs> Okay, Emily's a little bit fast, guys. Good, fun. I don't know about that, but I guess, I guess, uh, I don't know. We're both pretty competitive and, yeah, first date. So how did this even happen? I'm not letting you stop this this story. Actually, I don't even know. I don't even know what started the conversation, but it's just, I don't know. We just said, I I guess we just wanted to see who's faster. Excellent. That's a typical coach and wife thing. Like, let's go compete. Or something. 
<laughs> we're both pretty competitive. I, I have to like say. it. Um, I like it. And both of us grew up around athletics our whole lives, so I guess that was just natural. That's because that's what you do on your first date. I don't know. <laughs> did you play in high school? Did you play sports? I did. I did. What did you play? Volleyball and basketball, and then I ran track. Oh, and then you coached a little bit. That's right. That's what you said. What did you coach for a little while? Uh, volleyball and track and basketball and track. Nice. Very good. Getting back on track here. What's your favorite? Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm that wasn't rapid. <laughs> Not rapid, but it's going to be the favorite part of everybody's part of this podcast here. Okay. What's your favorite fast food restaurant? Okay. I have to say Chick-fil-A, but if I'm in West Texas, Taco Villa. Oh, I've heard of this. If you had a superpower, what would that be? Okay, I love heights, so it would have to be the ability to fly. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Easy for those away games. <laughs> That's right. Very much so. <laughs> Thank you so much, Emily. This has been a blast. It was so fun, Kristen. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for letting me tell our story. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. Make sure to subscribe to the Coach's Wife Live podcast. And for a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit CoachesWifeLife.org and follow us on social media at Coach's Wife Life.